Welcome to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids and brought to you by the US Department of Health and Human Services, Administration for Children and Families, and the Ad Council. Today's episode is The Countdown, where we'll discover what it means to be connected to a family through adoption and what those connections can bring to a young person about to age out of foster care. We'll also learn that teens understand all of their options as well as have a voice in their future. I remember sitting at the table and listening to a person's story about how they were adopted at the age of 23. I looked at someone from my table and I was like, wait, that's a thing? I'm your host, April Dinwiddie. The age at which a teen leaves the foster care system varies state by state, but in many cases it's 18 or 21. No matter the age, this represents a major turning point in the life of a young person in foster care. Today we're going to hear from two amazing individuals, Latika Jeffrey and Catherine Monet. Both have been faced with the realities of aging out and living their life without a supportive family surrounding them. We'll discover what they faced and how they found their voices to advocate for themselves. We'll hear from Latika first. My name is Latika Jeffrey. I entered foster care at 14 years old. I aged out at 21 and was adopted by my best friend's family at 22. Roughly when I was 16, 17 years old, I was informed that my foster parent was retiring. This led to me, instead of going into another foster home or a group home due to my age, I went into an independent living program. They gave me the freedom that I always wanted. However, it was extremely nerve-wracking due to the lack of experience, knowledge, and navigation that I had on society. I had to learn to pay bills, grocery shop, utility bills, expenses, all things that I wasn't prepared for mentally or financially. At 16, 17 years old, I had to make life decisions. And it's either paying for my transportation for school or work or eating dinner that night. And that's something no youth should have to think about. So being 18 or 21 is just a number. Like, it's not like you're ready to be out on your own. As Latika did her best to manage life on her own, there came a day when the struggles became too much. She finally opened up to her best friend, who shared Latika's situation with her parents. They, in turn, connected with Latika and became involved in her life. They were there every step of the way, even when I was in my independent living program and I needed a shower curtain. They would drive to see me. They came and saw my apartment. They spent time with me. They talked. Like, those are the small details that really mattered to me. But it became so much more. I was tired of struggling and I needed support and guidance and direction. And so I called my parents up or my best friend's family and asked if I can stay with them. And once I moved in, everything was great. We started building a better relationship. My dad and I would spend time by going to the gym, um, watching UFC. And my mom, man, just her love for 
God, love for nature, love for me, just her love is just so empowering. I had a bad day, need to talk to somebody, need a different opinion, perspective. I go to my mom, you know, she's my emotional tie. My dad's more of my motivational person. And so it really works out for me and it balances out. When my parents mentioned adoption, I was extremely surprised because um, I believe I was there for less than a year. And at that point, in my mind, I was not adoptable, I guess you can say. I felt like I was 21. I felt like I was grown. I knew it all. And I pretty much been on my own all this time. So why? <laughs> why why adoption? Why me? Why now? And my dad just simply said, for love, for guidance, and for support. Out of everything to be mentioned, I never thought that love would be one of those or support. And it just kind of took me away. They loved me for who I am. And they were willing to accept me at my worst and my best. I don't have to worry about where my next meal is going to be, if I'm going to have transportation, if I paid those bills because I had my family, I had that support. So it was nothing less than a yes. <laughs> Latika's adoption became a pivot point in her life, setting her up to make some exciting decisions. After the adoption, I went off to school where I received my bachelor's in business management. And later after that, I married my so-called high school sweetheart. <laughs> and we had two kids together. I have two daughters. And I love being a mother and being a inspiration, I guess you can say, that I later decided to become a youth advocate. That advocacy work began when Latika was 28 and a stay-at-home mom for her four-year-old and newborn. And then Latika became the legal guardian of her 16-year-old sister. When I heard my sister was going to enter foster care, it was kind of a, a shocking but scary moment for me. Shocking in the aspect that it would really repeat the cycle and in the aspect that it's my sister. I wasn't there when she was born. I had to really sit down and figure out how I can better support my sister because it wasn't about me. As a parent, I believe failure isn't an option. And so I was determined to figure out how to make this work. I used the tools that my parents gave me and I was able to build a sturdy foundation for myself, for my girls, and my relationship with my sister. Today, in addition to parenting her girls, Latika is an advocate for foster care and adoption. I just love how patient she was as she figured out the right path for her and how she reached out to find the resources that she had right at her fingertips. Yes, 18 sounds good, 21 sounds good, but 
it's really just a number. It doesn't mean that you are ready to go out into the world. As a teen, you're so impatient. You're so ready to go on to the next thing or to be an adult, to have a credit card, to pay bills, to get the flashy cars. But I feel like it's just, it's not needed. It's, it's something that we can wait for. What we need to focus on is a game plan and getting ahead when it comes to opportunities and looking at what's in front of us. Now we're going to hear from Catherine Monet, whose journey took a different path than Latika's when she approached aging out of the system. Hi, my name is Catherine Monet, and I am a former foster youth um, from Maryland. I was adopted at the age of 20 after spending eight years in the foster care system. I came into the system when I was around 12 or 13 years old, and I first lived with my great aunt. But as she continued to get sick more, it was best that I went to a foster home, which was my first foster home outside of family. And after being with my first foster family, I went to my second, which is my home now. I've been here since. It was already like a really good blend of me just fitting into the family and feeling like home, something I haven't felt for a long time. But the idea of adoption was never, you know, brought to the table. I think it was like, okay, we're going to get do independent living, because that was the one thing that my social worker brought up to me. And so I was just like, okay, I'm kind of scared because I'm still like learning and growing and everything. And so how am I supposed to take care of myself in independent living? When Catherine was 19, she attended a leadership conference for youth and teens in foster care with her foster care social worker. It was at that conference where Catherine had a revelation about her options in the adoption process and realized the importance of speaking up for herself. I remember sitting at the table and listening to a person's story about how they were adopted at the age of 23. I looked at someone from my table and I was like, wait, that's a thing? And she was like, yeah, you didn't know. And I was like, no, I thought aging out was the only, you know, option for older teens and as they, you know, go into young adulthood and everything. And in that moment, the emotions just kind of fled within me. They just, it was like a wave. And I just asked to be excused quietly. I just needed a minute. And I just went up to our hotel room and just cried. And just disbelief in like everything that I just heard. And so it was a reset. And it kind of like really had me think like, okay, maybe it's time that I start being more vocal about what I want to see in my life. You know, I've been with my family for a long time. Before the papers and everything, I was still considered family. But I wanted something that was kind of official. And so that's when I talked to the woman who brought me to the conference about it. And I told her like how I was feeling and things that I thought was, but I told her I was kind of scared to talk to my parents about it. And she offered to, you know, come to my house and sit down with us and bring the whole option of adoption to the table. When I brought the option to my family, they were also shocked because 
they didn't know it was possible for older teen young adults to be adopted, especially one who's close to the age of aging out at 21. It was a bit of a shock, but it was also relieving to know that, okay, they had the same feelings and sentiment about me and me being a part of their family as I did with them. There was no longer this feeling of, oh, I'm just passing you, like this is a temporary home or something. Like once I age out, like, okay, what's next? I don't feel like I have a permanent family if that was to happen. But just the whole acceptance, okay, this is something that we want to pursue. It was a great feeling, especially for me, because again, I felt like permanency was actually coming alive. Like that word actually had meaning. The leadership conference and workshops proved to be a pivotal moment in Catherine's life, not only for what it meant to her, but also for the other youth and teens experiencing foster care. At the conference, we started doing workshops and I actually started to realize, wait a minute, I know I'm not the only one who's actually kind of gone through this or have been disappointed after finding something like this, you know, that there's a possibility for adoption no matter what the age is. And there's probably people at the table where they're with their social workers and whoever else is on their case that feels like they can't speak or they can't advocate for themselves about what they want to see in their life. Because at the end of the day, it's important on what the child wants and what they really foresee for themselves. Nothing should really be forced in the matter of especially permanency. I feel and strongly believe that permanency is important because everyone deserves a chance to have a forever home. Everyone deserves a chance to feel like they belong and feel that they're not just a season, but a lifetime. After doing workshops and kind of just realizing the capabilities that I had to go back to my state and speak for the ones who felt unheard and advocate for those. I think that's where I got my jump start. After being adopted, Catherine got her bachelor's degree and has gone on to become a strong voice for children and teens in care. I graduated. I was able to move to LA and achieve a lot of the things that I wanted to do and for sure have my family right by my side supporting me throughout the whole thing, through the good, through the bad. But just having that stable connection, even having a place to come home, my room to come home to is great. I feel permanency is important because as I mentioned, it's not just about what you see like on your court papers and what you and your attorney or social workers talk about. But I think there really comes a sense of feeling like you're a part of something that's bigger than you. You're a part of something where you can get a fresh start, where you can actually feel as though you can talk to people and say, yes, these are my parents and feel like sense of pride in that. It's wonderful to welcome Sarah Phillips, Lynx Coordinator, CPS Social Worker for Orange County Department of Social Services in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Sarah works with youth 13 to 21 who are in foster care or aging out. Welcome to the podcast, Sarah. So good to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. How did you 
get involved in this in this work? When I was in college, I really knew that I wanted to be in a space where I helped people feel loved and feel like they belonged. I graduated and started working in foster care with young people and teenagers. What does it look like to support uh, a young person, a teen, in their placement decisions? Mm -hmm. If they have a relative or even if they have a parent and placement with that person is not going to be a possibility. You know, I think that as social workers, we need to be mindful of that to say, okay, well, that might be the case and that's okay, but how are other ways that this person can be involved in supporting this young person? Sarah, how do you balance the, I'm getting close to aging out and I feel like I need to be putting some structure in my life and learning these life skills and helping support youth with that and also not giving up on the potential of adoption at a later stage of teen and early adulthood. You know, I think a lot of people are not aware that even adult adoption is a possibility. And so we talk about that too. Like if this isn't going to work or, you know, if, if there's something within the dynamics of the case that make this not a possibility right now, I want you to know that number one, adoption is important, but at the end of the day, I'm much more interested in the connection that you have, right? That you have someone that you can say, hey, that is my mom, that is my dad, and you have that connection. And we can work on that legal paperwork as an adult, and that's totally fine. But there's still that safety net that we want to encourage because we are all human and we all need a security net. Yeah, speaking of that security net, what happens when there isn't that security net and uh, a youth will age out of foster care. What are some of the risk factors? So according to the National Foster Youth Initiative, more than 23,000 young people will age out of foster care every year. After reaching 18, 20% of those who were in foster care will become instantly homeless. So we've got homelessness. We also have lack of education. We have lack of employment. We have early pregnancy rates compared to their non-system involved peers. And that is really why having that security net is so important because they want to be ready and I want to support them and we want them to be ready, but we got to do it day by day. Can you think of one example where you really saw a young person or youth just really, really make it through this tough time, of not only having to navigate school and, and life and relationships as a, as a teen, but also these complicated, very grown-up life decisions that are, are, are needed? Gosh, I think growth is a journey, and so I'm proud to be able to witness the young people that I work with in terms of the progress that they're making. Young people who have really just been able to thrive in a good setup when they find their people and they're able to see themselves in that in that perspective. They're able to understand the vulnerability and and how to relate to each other as a family. You know, I have one young person who is she's doing so well. She, you know, has graduated. She's doing community college. She has a retirement account, which is awesome. Wow, that's great. How do you find inspiration in the work that you do day in and day out, helping youth find a path forward to a family structure that can meet their needs? I do not devalue the little things, but being able to say, hey, you know, like this young person, because that is probably what takes me through. 
of being able to say, you know, you're going to have hard days. Uh, I have hard days. I have days I don't want to come to work, but I'm so glad that you showed up. Just appreciating those smaller things is, is really where we find joy and where we find inspiration to just push on to the next day. Celebrating the wins, the small wins, mm-hmm. the big wins, celebrating those moments of transformation. And even if they feel small, Sarah, as you do this big work of being that support for so many youth that are working towards their own life dreams and life goals, uh, how has this work impacted your life? I love the ability to show up to my job and be my authentic self. It's allowed me to see the wins and it's allowed me to see the smaller things that we need to be proud of and that we need to recognize to be able to say, okay, I can give grace and I can be so supportive of this young person when they do this small thing and I can do that for myself and I can do that for the other people in my personal life as well. So Sarah, I don't know if there's anything else that you would want to offer to anyone listening that may be interested in parenting, a youth, a young adult Mm -hmm. who may be working their way through some Mm -hmm. of these challenging things. I would just say showing up is important. So even if you don't have all the answers, just showing up, being authentic, being real to say, this sucks and we have to do it. Or this sucks maybe we can do this tomorrow or to say things like you must be really proud of yourself and I'm really proud of you for doing this. There's no greater honor than being able to, to be that support for young people who are learning how to be an adult and learning what that means. And there's so many more experiences that you get to witness. And so it's just so important to be there. Well, that lifelong journey is real, and it's been a joy to speak with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Next up is Sixto Cancel, a founder and the CEO of Think of Us, a web and mobile life coaching platform that helps foster youth navigate their transition to adulthood. And he himself was in foster care when he was young. I welcome you, Sixto, to this conversation, and thank you so much for being here. April, it is such a pleasure to be here. So as we think about these big decisions for placement, either by adoption or guardianship, why is it so important to focus on the voices of the youth? I believe that it's so critically important to center the voices of youth in in these decisions. I think it's so important to be able to listen to that person's intuition because human intuition tends to be right. Why is it so important not to have it be about either or, but both, especially when it's safe and healthy for a teen or youth to have contact with their family of origin? When I think about what's the opportunity, the opportunity is to have a young person even feel more loved and have the best of where they have come from and the best of the additions that have been made to their life by the new relationships that they've had. And to have this chosen family, this larger family set of people who are there with them. We need family. What are some of the ways that individuals like yourself who have experienced foster care can impact change for the path forward? I think there's so many different mediums by which you can make an impact with. And so that doesn't always look like just sharing your story. One last thing, Sixto. What words of inspiration and encouragement would you offer someone out there who may be considering adopting a teen or youth who is currently in foster care? 
I believe that fostering and adopting is one of the greatest way to be of service, right? Just to do good work in this world, because when you are allowing your heart to truly be open, to be able to add new family members to your home, like I say, go all in on it. And what I would say is that it's, it doesn't just come with the joy of the one person. It comes with the joy of the network that comes with that young person, right? So sometimes we think of like adopting or fostering as we're selecting one and making that one part of our pack. But the reality is, is that you're selecting a person that comes with a myriad of people and that comes with a myriad of good and challenging moments that make life life. And so how you're able to welcome that, I, I just say lean in because to help someone heal, develop, and be part of your family is such a beautiful journey to be able to go ahead and and be on. Beautiful, Sixto. Thank you so much. It was really an honor and a joy to have Latika Jeffrey and Catherine Monet with me on the podcast. I thank you both so much for sharing so openly your experiences, insights, and life journeys thus far. I really want to close with some advice from both of you. I'm going to start with you, Latika. For listeners considering adopting a teen from foster care, what would you like them to know? Don't look at the file and make that be your only judgment of the youth. There's so much more to them. And just your simple connection and bond with them may allow them to be the very best version of themselves. But it's important for you to sit down and have those conversations with the youth because I don't believe that it's something that a youth would kind of be open to. You know, it's you kind of the adult has to kind of take the control in this conversation and really advocate or really show a different side. Be patient, love and just meet them where they are. Meet youth where they are. Thank you for that. Catherine, I thought it was so eye-opening that you weren't aware that adoption was an option for you, that you truly didn't even think to ask about it. What advice might you give to your younger self? Know that your voice holds value and it's important. You may not have had control of the cards that were dealt to you and that's something that I've learned over time but you do have control about who's at your table and who will be there for you to help continue pushing you up to advocate for your best self and advocate for the things that you want. And finally, what advice would you give for someone that wants to be adopted by their foster parents? Start now. And when I say start now, I'm not saying start the whole process, paperwork and everything. But start thinking about those conversations and having those conversations and having an open dialogue about it. And even with people who are a part of your case, like your social workers, your attorneys, talk to them about it. It's important who you bring to your table because those people at your table are going to be the ones that will hold you up when you feel like your voice doesn't have any context, doesn't have any value. And they'll be the ones to remind you of why you started. Catherine, Latika, I could talk to you both all day. And I think how you're moving through this experience and how you've created space to be an advocate for others is truly inspirational and amazing. Thank you both for being here. 
If you are interested in adopting a teen from foster care, Adopt US Kids has adoption specialists ready to guide you through that process right now. Learn more by visiting adoptuskids.org.